expanding the instructions this morning for our awareness meditation. So we begin with mindfulness of the body because we need to be embodied, we need to be here in order to continue our investigation into the nature of our experience. And so we always begin with grounding into the body. We call this the first foundation of mindfulness where we can draw on the breathing, the breathing in the body. Breathing is such a great resource for us. So grounding our attention so we feel this sense of presence in the body, this living, breathing, pulsing body. It's always helpful to begin with feeling a sense of contact with the pillow or the bench or the chair. And we can feel this contact directly through the sensations of heaviness or hardness, weight. We can feel even the, maybe the gravity, the gravity that holds us to the earth, holds us upright. And we let go into this holding of the body. We can relax and soften the areas of tension, of tightness in the body, bringing some awareness to those areas that might be tight or tense or contracted. The shoulders, the chest, the belly, the arms, the hands. And the face, we hold a lot of tension in our face, particularly around the eyes and the mouth. And as we sit, we can even do a very gentle scan of our awareness through the body with the support of the breath, beginning to breathe and let go, breathing out and letting go, letting go of these areas of holding, coming into deeper and deeper ways of relaxing and softening in the body And this is what really supports us to arrive, to arrive here, to be connected more fully with our moment-to-moment experience. And as we've been talking about this, just this sense of returning each time we notice that we get pulled away. What is it that pulls us away? Having some recognition of that and that moment of awareness. Like, oh, there's a thought or there's a sensation that is unpleasant or don't like it or I'm just sleepy or distracted in some way. And when we recognize this, we just simply come back. We come back to the body. We have this way of anchoring and grounding ourselves back to what James has been calling this home base. We know where home is. We can expand out our awareness to include other aspects of the body, feeling the different sensations that move through the body, this aching and itching and vibration 
tightness, lightness, warmth, heat, coldness, tingling, points of pain, like stars twinkling in the night, these vibrating sensations, moment to moment to moment that we call this body. And sometimes we can even use soft mental notes in the mind, just labeling, oh, itching or vibrating or energy or tightness, pain. Then we began to notice that sometimes these sensations, these points of sensations are pleasant, they're unpleasant, and sometimes they're neither pleasant nor unpleasant. This is another area of mindfulness that the Buddha speaks about, this second foundation of mindfulness, where we actually notice the quality or the feeling tone of our experience. That every moment there's this tone, this feeling tone, called Vedana in the, in, in the practice. Is it pleasant or unpleasant or neutral? These sensations, or thoughts, emotions, sounds, all have this feeling tone to them. And it's important to begin to notice the tone itself because this is where we begin to get caught in our reactivity as I was speaking about last night, that if we are experiencing something unpleasant, it's quite likely that we're going to not want it to be there. There can be a habitual kind of reaction where we want to push it away and want to find some more pleasant experience to engage in. And so if we notice there's a kind of an unpleasant quality, it's very important to notice what's happening in the mind Is there some kind of reactivity, some aversion, some ill will, not liking? And if we notice that, then we can begin to soften that, soften that reaction, begin to relax, relax the mind, relax the body. If we notice that we're grasping onto the pleasant experiences, we want these pleasant experiences to remain Notice if there's a kind of contraction or a tightening around that mind state. This grasping and aversion, this push and this pull around our experiences, whether we like it or don't like it. Or when there's not a strong charge, when there's not a strong feeling tone, maybe more neutral or neither pleasant or unpleasant, we can maybe notice that these moments we might want some more stimulation. We might want something to be happening. And we may start to feel bored or restless or agitated or sleepy or tired. The other hindrances start to arise just because there's not much happening. And it's so useful to see if we can just feel that quality of neutrality or just not much happening. Because in some ways, this is really the doorway into our peace, the doorway into our stillness, where the mind is quiet, the mind is resting. So we want to also notice these moments where there's not much happening before we make up a story about our meditation, before we make up a story about our experience, about what we want, what we don't want. 
And just see if we can come back to our experience, to our body. See what's happening, how is it? Just as it is without grasping, without clinging, without rejecting, without expecting, without wanting. How is it? Just as it is, just this moment. So we also want to include the area around our thinking, our thoughts because they too have this quality of a feeling tone. Sometimes we like them, sometimes we don't like them. We get caught up in our thinking. These stories that pull us away in the past, the future thoughts, memories, remembering, fantasizing about the future, commenting on the present, judging, uh, analyzing, different ways that we, we get caught up in our, in our thinking, planning. And yet it takes us, can take us away. It doesn't have to if we recognize what's happening in the moment, but we can see how easily we get pulled in and it becomes a kind of reality that we walk into or sometimes we talk about hopping on the train, this train of thought and we get carried away to these destinations. And sometimes we're not even really aware at all. Many times we're not aware. We get seduced or, or pulled into these vortexes of the imagination and we're lost. We're lost in those other imaginary worlds of the mind. And then there's a moment where we may wake up. Oh, it's like waking up from a dream. Where was I? And if in those moments we can just see that it's just a, a moment of awareness, our most, our most celebrated moment, we're back without judging, without going back and thinking about what just happened, making more commentary on it, undermining ourselves because we got caught up in the storyline. Just we let it go and come back. Let it go, come back. It's done, start again, begin again. We have to be very watchful of the judgment. And it can be very helpful if we can, again, use a soft mental note in the mind, judging, judging. And just see if we can soften around that, come back to the breath, come back to the body, but not with kind of a jolt or a, or a, oh, I gotta get back to the breath. Just the noticing, judging, thinking, planning, remembering, and just very softly, gently returning back. Seeing if we can sense if there's some kind of, 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 of reaction to an unpleasant or pleasant quality, softening, relaxing. And yes, there's going to be emotional impact as well. We're very, uh, very open, vulnerable, vulnerable beings. And as part of our humanity is our emotional life. And so we're not trying to get rid of our feelings. We're not trying to shut down. We're not trying to get to a neutral place in ourselves. We just want to be aware of this landscape of our experience. Be here for it, moment to moment to moment. So sometimes the emotions are strong. 
We may not be so aware of what's moving through. So we take a moment, what's happening? What's here? We know there's some kind of uh, emotional charge, but we, don't, we may not know what it is. So we feel into it. In the, the first place to look is in the body. The belly, the chest, the shoulders. What's the sensations? What's the quality of the sensations moving through? And then maybe we have a, a label. Ah, oh, this is grief, or sorrow, or anger, or envy, jealousy, agitation. What's happening? Maybe it's a pleasant uh, emotion. Maybe it's joy or quality of love, kindness, compassion, delight. What's happening? We take a moment and feel into that. We begin to know our experience just as it is. And as we do that, we might begin to see this interconnection between our thoughts and our feelings, our emotions. That our thoughts easily produce an emotional impact. Our emotions are usually connected to some kind of storyline. And we can be interested in this. We can be connected to this. Taking taking some time, not analyzing, but simply through our mindful investigation. What's happening? What's going on? Recognizing the thought as a thought, recognizing emotion as emotion, sensation as sensation, sounds as sounds. Each one has their own nature has their own function. We're not trying to shut anything down. Just through our awareness, through our mindfulness, we start to understand more fully the nature of our human experience that we all share. This mind, this body, what is it? We bring our mindfulness to these changing experiences. And more and more, we might see them simply as clouds moving through the empty sky, changing, shifting, maybe not so personal. Maybe they're just arising and passing, and I don't have to take ownership of all these experiences that come and go. Recognize them, see them for what they are, let go, come back, begin again, begin again, with a kind and caring and interested awareness. Just this moment, beginning with feeling into the sense of the body, the posture, 
sense of here, being here. Whatever supports that contact, that sense of mindful presence. Drawing on your resources.
Where is your attention right now? And you notice without rejecting or judging. Can you notice without holding on? Just recognizing, allowing what's here. Being curious, interested. a kind, compassionate attention.
When you hear the sound of the bell, just be aware of hearing, just the sensation of hearing. See if you can notice the, the quality or the feeling tone of whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, maybe somewhere in between. And opening the eyes and beginning to be aware of the colors and shapes and forms in the room. As you begin to come back and open your awareness to the field of the, of the room. So maybe you have a sense of how we're guiding your practice and uh, we're really hoping that you start to really have a sense of what we're aiming at and what we're pointing to. Because really the essence of the Buddha's teachings is really to understand what causes this sense of unsatisfactoriness, this kind of what we can call stress. Right? And this is, why I think, why mindfulness has become so popular in our culture is because of the stress that is so uh, common, maybe predominant in most of people's experiences. So, so this stress or, or this reactivity, it's also called reactivity, is uh, dukkha in the, in the Pali words, so sometimes translated as suffering, but it's not complete enough because that's too general in a way, because we want to actually feel the energetic experience of that, as I was speaking about last night. And for me, that's been the main uh, uh, value of this practice for me, is to be able to really feel in my body. I mean, first I had to get into my body. I think I lived many, many decades not in my body. (laughs) So if I'm not in my body, I couldn't really know, I didn't feel or really know much of what was going on. And so this practice really helped me first start to locate myself, to really come back here and feel what's going on, feel in the body energetically, and then start to feel the tightening and the contraction and the the, the contraction in the mind and in in my body, and then be able to have resources to begin to release that, to soften, to open, to relax. And so this is so, this is so key. So, so the Buddha talks about this as grasp, the grasping mind. So, so that's the kind of the key of what we're trying to tease apart here. So it's not the experiences themselves. It's not the, 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 the hindrances, as I spoke about last night, or the emotions, or, the, or what's, what we see, or hear, or taste, or touch, or even how we're feeling in the moment, or what we're thinking. But how are we being with that? How are we relating to that? Are we in any kind of reaction, reactivity, to what's occurring through that wanting, not wanting, liking, not liking, trying to manipulate or control our experience in some way? rather than just 
being more open, receptive, allowing, and then perhaps we may have access to the resources to know how to respond to what's happening in the moment, whatever it is. How can I actually um, help, help this situation, whether it's my own or somebody else's or the world? Right? I have to really get here first. So this is what we're, um, probably you're getting more and more of a sense of that, particularly for the people who are relatively new to this. So we want to open it up and see if there's any questions in the room this morning. Then we might be able to, yes, please. Um, been sitting here trying to figure out if I could answer this myself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I would really love to hear from you. Um, in my um, experience on retreats and um, reading and studying, I actually have never been told to, with insight, to relax. Hmm. Um, and so that's new for me on this retreat. <laughs> Um, or to let go. It's always been, at least my perception, it's always been you don't have to to go in and you don't have to try and change or fix anything. Um, kind so, of a let it be. Yeah, yeah just notice. Let it, mm-hmm. So if there's tension, not to actively right. like um, exhale and let it go. So I just got right. a little confused there for a few yeah. days. <laughs> like, oh, wow, not confused, but this works. Like, okay, I'm going to actually let go. And, and so the tension was still there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a little bit of help that I brought in from my own consciousness. And yeah. so, um, yeah. Beautiful. I'm so glad you're bringing that that forth. I think because we have the mic, everybody could hear her. Yeah, this, um, you know, for me a long time, I also had that experience where I was hearing just let it be, just let it be. Like, don't, don't do anything. Don't get actively involved or engaged in what's going on. And I don't know what happened, but the, somehow <laughs> the teachings started to shift or we heard, I heard them different or they got more sophisticated or something happened. But then there was a sense of just, we don't just let it be. That's kind of a first step. Like the letting be is, we might say that's the acceptance. Just don't fight it. Don't struggle with what's happening. Let it be. And then apply the, the, the skillful means to be able to help release what's the, the contraction or the tightness or the tension or the, the places of holding, the attachment. And so it's a real active engagement. We're participating in, in the experience. We're not just a passive witness, right? Which sometimes we could have a sense of that we're just, we're just resting back into the awareness. But yet, maybe at some point that starts to be more of how we feel our experience where we're the the sense of me or the sense of i starts to loosen or thin thin out so we don't feel like we're doing so much however there are times when we really have to engage and bring these resources and i'm just so pleased to hear that you are now able to relax <laughs> a little bit more and loosen up and soften you don't have to, we don't have to be uh, kind of uh, a victim in a way to these suffering states. We really, we, there are so many skillful means to uh, engage with. So 
Thank, thank you. you for bringing that out. I think it's an important point. It's huge for me, so thank you so much. Yes, Mary. You got, we're going to bring you the mic. <laughs> Back there. Mm-hmm. Hi, thank you so much for talking about um, that embodied physical pra- practice. A, a lot of times I get caught up in that investigating thoughts and I, the connection to the body is really significant to me. Um, my question, so I noticed myself settling in much more quickly <laughs> and I felt sort of this panoramic sense of this space and time and sort of um, unbidden, um, a clarifying thought came to mind about something that I'd been wrestling with and I thought insight. And then I wondered, uh, then, then it was like I wanted to go with it to see where it would take me. And I immediately thought, is this grasping? And so I just said you know, to myself, be here now. And so I kind of sank back into my body. But I'm wondering if there does appear to be an insight that seems significant, do we go with it? Or do we come back to the body in the presence? Do we investigate it later? But when we talk about investigation, are we talking about like in the moment investigation or later? <laughs> so that's my question. Yeah, good, thank you. Because it's uh, really helpful to have clarification around what we mean here by investigation. And uh, this is actually an important factor in our practice is learning about investigation, inquiry. Because here, it's really more about the 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 inherent wisdom of awareness itself beyond the mind, beyond the thinking. So when insight arises, you didn't invite that. You didn't, you didn't look for that. It just, it just came, right? So that's insight. It's an aha moment where something breaks through consciousness that has never been there before. It's fresh. It's new. It's, it's like awakening to something, right? So, so you don't have to do anything with that. It's already done. It's like the fact that it already broke through, it's already made its impact. And so, so, there's, so, so it's good. I'm really happy to hear that you kind of went back and just dropped back into the body because there can be, there can be that tendency to begin to uh, get, get seduced by it and want to know more. And you know, when then we go back up into the thinking mind, into the intellect into the intellectual mind. So, so we want to keep resting back into the awareness itself and know that that is the conduit for more wisdom. That is the only, the only way that we're going to access insight and more wisdom is in the openness of awareness because then we're receptive, we're open, and anything can come, right? And then we trust. We trust that it's already working through us and there's nothing we really have to do. Um, my teacher, Joseph, our teacher Joseph, he would say um, on retreat, for retreat practice, <laughs> he says, there's nothing worth thinking about. <laughs> nothing worth thinking about on retreat practice. <laughs> so there's the coming back to the power of the awareness itself. I want to add something when you have, have something really powerful, powerful hit you in a new way, um, it's true not to try to 
analyze and get too caught up in the story of it. But one thing that I find really valuable and important is to feel the how it lands in your body and that new understanding becomes not just a thought but an embodied understanding where there's a sense of connection and that aha moment is worth allowing yourself to marinate it in it for a while. When it starts to replay for the 87th time, oh, that really did happen in junior high, and then, and you're just replaying it over and over, then you're getting into a whole story. But I find it's really not only valuable, but, but precious to let that experience uh, really um, land and not to say, oh, well, I shouldn't get attached to this, so I'll move on. Uh, because then you have access to it. Uh, whenever you think of, of that, it's like a, a trigger for insight. You just remember that moment, and here it is again, and it's a new perspective that you're, you're, you've opened up to. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I love the word marinate. You know, it really, really brings us back into the fullness of our embodied experience and, and, and let it re- reverberate. I, like, like that too, you know, like the bell, when we, when we hit the bell, you know, it just, this, it reverberates. I mean, I love that, that sense of that. Just this, it, it's like we've already made the contact and yet it goes on and on and on. I'll just tap the bell for a minute. It's like... And we just stay present for that. It goes on and on and on. That's that. Another way of showing that. We we have to. Um, we're going to have to. Go, we can't take any more questions right now. Did you have something? Do you want to say something? I just want, wanted to go back to the the relaxing, which is really, of course, an essential ingredient in in being able to find any kind of stability of mind without it. Um, uh, whatever state of mind we experience ends up being really brittle and it falls apart easily. So relaxation is really important. And that relaxing uh, as a strategy is really important. However, it's Im- important to remember what, when we're relaxing, we're mostly relaxing our attention. We're relaxing, we're working with the quality of our attention so it's not straining or it's not spaced out, that we're really relaxing. And that has an impact on our, our body relaxing. If we spend a lot of time trying to relax our body, trying to relax some feeling that's happening, it, it can easily turn into the project of relaxing. And then, we'll, then it'll set up this sense that I'll be, I'll be happy when I get relaxed mm-hmm. and I'm not happy now. Mm-hmm. So we, mostly what we work with is the quality of our attention, which we're continually adjusting so that we can, as Sharda is saying, really experience our lives. And it takes a relaxed attention to be able to do that. So just so that it didn't get into the, the relaxed project. Thank Good. you. Yeah, thank you. Good. So I have a few announcements for the day. And... Um, um, you probably noticed that we're um, beginning our individual uh, practice meetings today. 
Um, so if you had an interview the day before uh, today, day before yesterday, then um, you have another interview today. And sometimes people who are relatively new miss that. They forget they have another inter- uh, meeting. So, so please do check the, between the, the doors where we've listed the times um, for, these, uh, for these meetings. Um, we really ask for people to please be there right on time. And when the person comes out the door, you go right in the door. You don't have to knock or wait for us to come and get you. And you don't have to give us time to recover from the last person. You know, we just, <laughs> please just um, come, come in when the other person walks out. We'll be there for you. Uh, there are 15 minutes and it's fine to give a little bit of reflection beforehand about what you might want to talk about. This is a useful, a skillful use of thinking and uh, um, really help us, help us keep the time to, to 15 minutes because um, you see we have a rather long list of, of, of people we're seeing today. So um, uh, we're really just checking in with you. We really want to find out how you are and, and get a sense of what's going on for you. I think I said when the person comes out, then you walk in. Not James says not before. <laughs> don't knock, don't knock, and are you ready, and all that kind of stuff. Just w- wait for the person to come out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, James is now going to be in room five, not in the council house. So room five, so the same room, so room one, two, um, three is up the steps, four is where Dawn is, and then five's at the bottom of the steps over there. Uh, that's where James will meet. Um, Dawn also will be um, meeting with her people. The sign-up uh, sheet is there as well in, in room four. Um, for the yoga, we're di- again dividing the room in half. So anybody who has a meeting this morning, what, what, no matter what time it is, please go to the afternoon session. And so if you have an afternoon meeting or, or no meeting, uh, uh, please go to the morning. Um, we, uh, we need a practice leader at, uh, okay, Steve, thank you, at 10.15 today. And um, we have had, um, uh, we have had a, a couple of issues with people using their cell phones in the retreat uh, container. Um, the retreat container is anywhere above the gate. So, so we have a, a gate that divides the campuses. So from the gate up the driveway, anywhere else on the whole acreage of our, of our property, um, please don't use your cell phones. It, it, you'd be surprised how the sound travels. You might think you can kind of sneak, sneak a phone call or something, but it, it, it does reverberate through the, through the valley. We had that experience. And if it's really uh, important, if there's an, uh, uh, some people do have to check in with people that they are caretaking or people who are in some distress, please go down to all the way down to the bottom of the driveway by the, by the road, Sir Francis Drake, so that you're not interfering with anybody's um, retreat experience here, particularly in the rooms 
Um, we have people who have had been on their cell phones in the rooms, and you can imagine how disturbing and distracting that is. So please do honor the noble silence within the retreat container, and that would really support support us a lot. Um, the other thing is we want to just remind you again, uh, which was said the first uh, by the retreat manager, is just about modesty and dress. So... Um, uh, that you use uh, uh, modest, wear modest clothing, and you are clothed, uh, both um, particularly and men. I mean, men, <laughs> women probably wouldn't go around without their shirts, but sometimes men do. So we would like to ask that you don't do that on the on this retreat again to um, uh, really express care for uh, the retreat community here. So. We'd like to remind you about that as well. Um, So here we are really in the heart of our retreat and want to encourage you to really take, use this day well. This is a wonderful opportunity and you know what you had to do to really get here and make this happen. So uh, use this day well. Be aware, particularly maybe today, of the transitions of moving between the meditation hall and your walking practice and going down to the dining hall and, and back in your room and just bring, bringing more and more continuity to your mindfulness through the day and that will really support your practice. Have a really good day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.